Welcome everybody to a thousand voices podcast this is yet another episode and today i am joined by craig craig is an amazing gentleman that i came across on my instagram actually he was in a ig tv video with the captain of the rugby team and they were talking about pressing issues that really mattered to me how men have been the way they are how the society portrays how men should be. There's so many various topics when it comes to men. So I thought, okay, let me just send Craig a DM. Let me ask him if he can jump onto a podcast with me. And yay, today we are joined by Craig. Craig, just introduce yourself. Hey, Jenna, great to be with you here. Yeah, Craig Wilkinson is the name. Uh, I run a non-profit organization called Father a Nation. I've written a couple of books on fatherhood, uh, do a lot of work with gender-based violence, I've written material on positive, uh, authentic masculinity and just work with men throughout South Africa and also beyond our borders uh, in terms of combating GBV. Uh, we, we believe at Father Nation if we can heal men to be, uh, heal them and restore them to be good fathers, mentors and role models, we can fix the world, we can heal the world and, uh, and, that, and that's our passion and that's our mission. First of all, I would like to applaud you for this amazing work that you are doing because if you look at it, um, it can be Africa, it can be internationally, but focusing with South Africa specifically, there are a lot of gender-based issues. And if you are to dig deeper, to try and find out what could be the cause, you look at that boy's life and see he did not see any love within his life. He was neglected. He had to pick up the pieces of the brokenness of his family and was confused as a little child. And then now he grows up, he's a boy, he's facing his own challenges and he's a man and nothing has been right, you know? So hundred percent. Yeah. And no, no boy is born an abuser. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. You know, the DNA in wired into a man is, is, is a DNA designed to protect and to provide and to love and to create a safe environment. So when a, when a, when a boy becomes an abusive man, something horrible has gone wrong in his journey from boy to man. Absolutely. That is really, really sad. So tell me more about the fatherhood nation i just want to understand what your organization is currently busy with and then i'll probably just throw you some questions sure we we um we do a variety of different things we, we run programs in schools um with teenage boys a lot uh, schools across the country uh, just teaching boys about what it means to be a good man you know there's a lot of confusion in the young boys about uh growing up to be you know what is a man you know there's mm -hmm. a lot of demonization of men yes uh, that's true Hashtag men are trash, toxic masculinity. You know, boys growing up uh, find it that they're on the back foot. You know, what does it mean? Do I want to be a man if being a man is a bad thing? So we really, we come from the standpoint that masculinity is a powerful, beautiful, wonderful gift to humanity. Powerful gift, just as femininity is. And uh, we, we, we mustn't demonize it and, uh, you know, we, we, must, we must grow it. So we do a lot of work with school boys. We, uh, we do a lot of work in communities um, through various different events. We do soccer events. We do college uh, events. We mm -hmm. do uh, tavern events, uh, town square events, just really engaging men in conversation around positive, healthy, good masculinity. One of, the, one of my favorite programs is we do what we call champion conversations where we, we get groups of men, uh, small groups of men, 10 to 15 max, in, in conversation over a period of time. 
And we just create a, a platform, a safe platform for men to speak openly about their issues and about their vulnerabilities. And uh, we find in, in incredible results taking place because men generally don't talk. Mm. Um, and in, in these platforms, we also just share with men, you know, what it means to be a man, you know, true, authentic, good, healthy, positive masculinity. So a variety of programs we run, uh, schools, communities, colleges, universities, uh, some corporate stuff as well. Amazing, amazing work. I'm really, you know, when I saw that video, it was as if th that was an answered prayer because so many issues with men uh, being drunk or misbehaving and then there's gender violence and then there's even other matters that are extreme. I was one person that I'd always look towards the healing of the community because women already have such a big responsibility of creating that family, taking care of that family. And the last thing that you want to deal with is having a man that's putting problems on top of your day-to-day -day problems that you have to deal with as well. So now where do you even start, especially maybe if it's your father or if it's your brother, where would you even start to sort of like redirect them towards the path that you're at because craig my desire is i want the whole of south africa if not the whole of africa to know who you are and at least all those men follow you and like attend your your events or get your books and understand what your true goal is because at the end of the day you are taking one step at a time to make sure the community is fixed and working on our man would be the best thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, look, the, the, I, in, in the one booklet I wrote called No Excuse for Abuse, I talk about the five actions that every man needs to take and then the five actions that women can take to add their power to the cause. And uh, very important that we do that. You know, Every single human being can step up and be the best version of themselves. And if we did mm -hmm. that, we would create a beautiful, prosperous society. You know, what I love about the masculine, feminine um, it's not really a debate, but just the reality of man and woman is that we co-create a beautiful world, don't we? You know, yes. every one of us exists because of because a man and a woman got together and they conceived a human life, mm -hmm. and uh, the future of our world depends on this creative dance between the masculine and the feminine, men being fully alive and fully who they are and fully who they're designed to be and, and, and women being fully alive and fully uh, who they're designed to be. And as we cooperate uh, as equals, equals but stunningly different, we mm -hmm. create a beautiful and stunning world. And uh, we need to do that. There's a, there's so much woundedness. You know, If you look at the history of our nation, you look at so many men and women, boys and girls growing up without fathers, mm. uh, there's woundedness, there's damagedness. And, uh, and that's why men and women, to, to a degree, in a different way, uh, behave badly in such ways that causes um, pain in our society. But our, our mission very much is to fix and heal and restore men uh, and come from the standpoint that masculinity in its true form yeah. is a beautiful gift. Yes. You know, true, true masculinity ensures that everyone in its presence is safe. It mm. fights for what is right. It stands against what's wrong. It despises abuse of any form. Uh, it's a safe, safe, safe space. And, and for that reason, we need strong men, uh, men who are warriors, but also lovers, men mm. who are tough, but who are also tender. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's what's going to create a beautiful future. Amazing. So I wanted to ask you this question. I know a lot of men 
are emotionally broken and they don't really talk about this they would rather just suffer with that pain now they use alcohol to mask all of that pain drugs whatever case it may be how does one sort of like identify that they are first of all emotionally broken as a man could you perhaps explain is there like a specific uh pathway or some red flags that one can identify and realize that they are emotionally broken and they need some sort of fixing you're coming with some deep questions here Gina, but good ones <laughs> very good ones <laughs> you want a list of red flags for for all those young ladies going out there to date a man what are the red flags that you avoid what are the bells but uh Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you can really judge the character of a man by the impact he has on the people around him. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if those around him feel uplifted, feel safe emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, if they feel better off because he's in their life, you know, that's a very healthy and good sign. There's a man yes. that's giving more than he's taking. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's, that's one way of, of assessing it. Number two, uh, is, is the man taking responsibility? You know, a lot of men uh, just abdicate responsibility. So is a man stepping up and standing up and doing whatever he can to, to be the best man he can be? You know, is he doing his very best to provide? And I mean, South Africa, it's a tragedy that so many men can't find work no matter how hard they try. But what, what is he doing to step up and stand up and take responsibility for his own life, his own attitude? So a man who blames, a man who complains, a man who uh, criticizes, a man who is unable to say, I'm sorry, or I was wrong, mm. a man who makes those around him feel less than by his words or his actions. You know, th- these are all red flags. Mm. Um, depression, uh, mental health is a big thing at the moment for men. We know that men commit suicide on average four times more than women. And so men's mental mm. health is a very, very big issue. So someone who's withdrawn, you know, excessive alcohol consumption, any kind of addiction, pornography, gambling, uh, workaholism—you know, these are all. All these are, are red flags to mm. say that all, all is not well um, within this man. Wow, that is that is so so deep, and and it makes so much sense. And I even have a podcast um, that I did earlier on about men. Um, and it was just me uplifting them and because sometimes it's communication. Do you agree with me? Because they battle with communicating. Usually these issues do not even have to get to the extent they get to, but because there is no link between the male and the female to communicate, those issues build up, build up, build up. Because us as females, I would tell my partner that this is what's happening. No, 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 no. You know how we are. <laughs> we talk. We talk about everything. But males would rather keep that within them and suffer all alone. And I, I just wish I could just blow a trumpet and say, do not suffer alone. Because <laughs> if they can talk and if they can communicate... I think that stigma has to be broken that men should be strong and men should not speak or men should not cry. Yeah, 100% right. Look, I mean, there's no doubt women are more prolific communicators than men. 
and definitely more free to share their emotions and more free to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and more free to cry. And I mean, these are healthy things. Mm. Uh, so we do need to, in a man, get to the place where we, with men, uh, encourage them to be vulnerable. Because really, vulnerability is not weakness. Vulnerability is strength. Yes. It's much easier for me to say, you know, if I'm not feeling great, to say, uh, hey, hey, I'm, I'm strong, I'm well. You know, that, that, that shows I'm the man. It's mm. harder for me to say, gee, I'm really struggling at the moment. And that takes courage. So yes. we, need to, we need to flip the script on vulnerability to say that actually vulnerability is courage. It's strength because it takes a lot more courage to be vulnerable and allow men to be vulnerable. And I, this is something that both men and women need to um, promote and encourage because we, we also have uh, – society has created a situation where men are, are kind of – expected to be strong and uh, not to be weak and and that's perpetuated both by men and by women mm -hmm. and we need to create an environment where it is okay to be vulnerable but you know i think we often throw the baby out of the bathwater because they're two there's this beautiful duality in masculinity um one is the warrior where it's appropriate at times for a man to to suck it up not cry push forward, make it happen, take responsibility, you know, take it on the chin because life does get tough. Mm. But then there's the other side, uh, equally important side, which is the lover, where a man is able to be in touch with his heart and his, his emotions and in touch with others' hearts and emotions and able to appropriately share his heart and share his tears and be a shoulder to cry on and, and cry on someone else's shoulder. You know, both of these are parts uh, part and parcel of true and authentic masculinity, and we need to encourage both. Mm, 100%. Men do also get their hearts broken, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Yeah, very, very much. Yeah, I, I think it's a rite of passage. I don't think any man's arrived at adulthood without having uh, had a, a broken heart. I think men just deal with it in different ways, you know? Yeah. Get out there and get drunk and try and anesthetize the pain, whereas, whereas women are far more capable of of sitting down and having a good crying session with a friend and getting it all out, which is healthy. Mm. Men, men don't do that. They cover up and they say, oh, no, I'm exactly. fine, I'm fine. Yeah. And yeah. then that that mountain of emotion becomes this big, big thing that just mm. have them running around doing crazy things. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to just emotions as well, um, I wanted to ask this question. Do males and females have the same emotional capacity or are we just extremely emotional and men are not emotional at all? Because at some point it almost feels as if they don't have emotions. Look, men and women are different. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we, we both, without a doubt, emotional beings. And as you said earlier, men have their hearts broken, women have their hearts broken, men... Mm -hmm suffer the, the full range of emotions um women women are and, and of course i'm generalizing now but by nature tend to be more relational than men men tend to be more interested in things and objects and cars and engineering stuff and gadgets and stuff whereas women tend to uh, in their in their nature and their dna be more interested in people and and uh and connections and that's that's why women are often more drawn to the uh professions that require relationships with people, teaching professions, medical professions, you know, these kind of things where people are involved, men tend to be drawn more towards the uh, 
the, 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 the mechanics and the engineering type things. Mm-hmm. So there are differences um, psychologically, uh, but they're, they're small, the differences. And, yes. and, and uh, um, we, we do absolutely need to create an environment where both men and women are free to share open, honest, authentic emotions and provide support for each other. You know, as I mentioned earlier, men commit suicide four times more than women. And one of the reasons is that we don't share don't talk it's an unhealthy obsession with being strong and not Mm. being vulnerable and that's that's unhealthy masculinity you know we need to we need to deal with that and give boys permission to cry and to be vulnerable and to 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 say it's not weak to be sad or down or cry you know uh, and allow that woman we don't need to encourage because that does come naturally and also society allows it it's okay Mm. for a woman to cry you know in a work situation the research is very interesting that that uh, men who cry in a workplace are perceived both by men and women as, weak. as being as being weak mm. yeah and less likely to be promoted and you know so we we do have a culture in a society which mm. doesn't allow men to do that uh, and does allow women and uh, by the same token uh, you know women who are assertive in the workplace are perceived to be nasty yeah. <laughs> uh, even when they're appropriately assertive and mm. should be assertive, you know, mm. so, so we've got a little, we, you know, we, we need to change our stereotypes a little bit to, to create an environment where women can be powerful and assertive and men can be vulnerable um, uh, and, and share their emotions and both are okay and good. Yes, 100%. I agree with that. So now I want to talk about how, I don't even know when this started. Maybe you can help me. Is there some sort of history when I'm I'm just digging deeper into a national level now? Is there a, a certain point or a certain date that men decided to just say, ah, we're not going to be fathers. We're just going to get women pregnant and we run because that has become a trend in South Africa. And it's so devastating that society has accepted it as a normal thing. I, yeah. I look at other different countries and that is forbidden. It it does not happen in that manner where a man can easily just get a woman pregnant and don't even send even one rand to mm. make sure that child is taken care of. So my, I don't know if you got my question, but please go mm. ahead and provide answers if, if you may. Gina, yeah, you really are coming with some deep stuff here. It's, um, it's a very, very good question, and I think the, it's a multifaceted answer. Mm. If, you, if you look at the history of South Africa, we had migrant labor. We had single-sex hostels. Um, so uh, the, the situation was very much uh, conducive to, to men having two sets of kids, in a, in a sense, you mm. know, and not being part of their primary family's life. You know, if, if a man worked on the mine for 50 weeks in a year and he went back for one or two weeks of holiday – he was basically detached from his family. And, you know, I think that started a pattern. Uh, mm. I think poverty uh, plays a massive role. I think government policy has played a major role. You know, we, we don't hold men accountable for, for their actions. You know, mm. it, 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 we should. It should be uh, if a man impregnates a woman, he should be held accountable for that and forced to, you know, I mean, this is my radical view, yeah. forced, forced to step up and, and yeah. take responsibility for, for his actions because yeah. it takes two, two to tango. I think we've 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 uh, you know the, the the welfare system I think could use some overhauling you know we 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 um, almost paying women to be single moms which is um, 
you know, of course we need to support single moms. Absolutely, yes. that goes without saying. But if we reward that and let the man off scot-free, you know, we, we're facilitating this kind of scenario. I think morally, um, uh, we've lost the plot as well. You know, sex has become a very cheap, cheap thing, you know. Um, mm. uh, I think wounded men... Um, one of, one of the one of the things that wounded men do, and we've got we, we've got a nation full of wounded men. You know, mm. we really do. Unfathered men, wounded men. You know, unemployed. There's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Our, our, our tragic uh, past as well plays a big role. But wounded men, one of the ways they validate themselves is they is they um, feel that they need to have sex with as many women as possible, and so mm. they feel validated when they they have sex with a woman. You know, often often a man will view sexual conquest as something that validates his masculinity and makes him feel powerful, whereas a woman would tend more to feel it as an act of love and intimacy. So mm. there, there's a difference there. But wounded men would would, would um, not not step up and take responsibility because they don't feel like they, they, they can or they're worthy of it or they're able to. And they'll also be very free in you know, trying to bed as many women as they possibly can. So there, there are multitudes of factors involved in this but it's you're right it's an absolute tragedy and it's 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 caused major 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 hassles in our country and it doesn't all go well for the future because yeah. boys and girls need both moms and dads yes. to raise them you know yes you know. i would speak personally so my upbringing i was i was brought up in a beautiful home my mom and my dad had you know the wedding of their life i was the first kid i was raised in a garden everything was perfect i remember those early early years of my life then all of a sudden things things turned right you know people fall in right. fall in and out of love i guess so at about 8 my my dad and my mom had a very very bad breakup like it was really really bad so I got to experience that. I got to experience the family unit. I got to experience the single parent lifestyle. And there is no child, absolutely no child, that wants their mom and their dad to be apart. This is 100%. how I felt. There is absolutely yeah. no child. You will get to a point, maybe you grow out of it, and then you just realize that, ah, they're not together. But that creates a pattern now, because even for myself personally, I detested men. I hated men because of that, because I would see how my dad would treat my mom or vice versa, and I would be like, okay, if this is what men do, right, I don't want to be married. I don't want to have a man. Mm. And then Fair on, enough. on the other side, my mom would also influence me. My dad would influence me. So as a child, it's it's like I have to choose this one or hate this one. That creates a toxic environment within me before I even grow up to be an adult. So now yeah. imagine I now become this woman and I have all those beliefs from an early age. That's clearly going to create a toxic pattern, either from the male side and the female side as well. 100%. I mean, and you're describing so much of South Africa, so much of South Africa. You know, I mean, I often say this, you know, you know both boys and girls need need moms and dads and they mm. provide different things you know if i look at if i look at my daughter i'm, I'm blessed to have two beautiful kids i mean they're, they're not kids anymore they're adults you know, my mm. son is 28 my daughter's 25 
and uh, but I look at the relationship I have with my daughter now. It's it's still a love affair. You know, we we, we it's 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 a beautiful beautiful love affair. I mean, she when uh, there's so many stories I could tell, but you know, when, once she when she was very young, she was two and a half years old. She needed surgery on mm. on her heart, and luckily it wasn't an open heart surgery. It was a catheter they put into the vein and just blocked a little hole. But when yeah. she went into theatre, I asked the doctor, um, "Can I please carry her into theatre? Because it's a scary place for a little girl to go into theatre with all these doctors and." and they let me you know he kindly allowed me to mask up and, and scrub up and he, he allowed me to hold her in my arms as as we put her under anesthetic so she fell asleep in my arms I handed her over to the surgeon and um, operation was a great success but a month later we were at my house and uh, we were standing around I had a bunch of friends around and some family and we were having a braai and we were standing around in the garden and my daughter was standing next to me and one of my friends said to, said to her her name's Blythe said, Blythe, I believe you were in hospital recently. And uh, she looked up at him and she said, yes. Mm. She said, my my heart was broken. She said, uh, but my daddy fixed it. Aww. And uh, I tell you, Gina, it, it brought tears to my eyes because I realized how much, you know, she gave me the gift of seeing myself through her eyes. Yes. And, you know, the romance and the just the protection yes. that a father offers a young girl and, and just the sense that you're beautiful, you're precious, you're worthy, mm. uh, you're wonderful, you're worth pursuing, you know, you're worth protecting. You know, I mean, this this kind of uh, is the message a young girl gets growing up from her father. And in the absence of that, as you say, a lot of women end up despising men. Mm. And, and a single mom who despises men, and sometimes she has every reason to because men have been so bad to her. They yes. might have abused her, abandoned her. They're certainly not contributing to to the child's upkeep. Uh, so she has every mm. reason to be resentful. But the problem is a resentful single mom is raising a boy who's going to become a man. And, and what message does that boy get exactly. from the mother about men? Mm. So he grows up damaged, you know, wounded mm. by a mom who's resentful of men, even though she might have every justification. So, you know, we have to fix uh, the, these dynamics and, and restore. And that's why our belief at Father of Nations, if we can restore men to be fathers, we can restore this nation. 100%. It, it, it does expose how much the community is damaged. Because as much as, yes, um, there could be other external issues, right? But within ourselves, because of the past experiences, because of the childhood traumas, we are damaged within ourselves. And it has to take one to literally decide and say, you know what? I want the best for my life. I want to create a better future, actually, because... Right now, I cannot go back 10, 15 years to fix myself, but having that self-realization today and deciding that I will not be toxic anymore, I will not be aggressive anymore, I will not be, you know, I'll, it takes one to decide that yeah. I stand up for what is right and I want to fix this nation, takes one takes one and if we all can decide to just change ourselves within ourselves i'm sure we will we will be happier in the next couple of years amen sister i mean you're <laughs> preaching it that's exactly right and uh, i mean hats off to you. you 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 broke the cycle you know and i think every single one of us has to break the cycle whatever whatever mm. negativity went before us yes. and got us to where we are now, we have the power to break the cycle. If we ang you, know, you talked about despising men. Um, you don't do that anymore because you, you made a decision to 
to to change. And mm. I think uh, a man who grows up or boys who grows up without a father, and I've seen many beautiful South African men do this. So you know what? I'm I'm going to be the father I never had mm. to my children. Mm. You know, and and that's a beautiful thing. We can break. You know, anyone comes from an abusive household, they can say, you know what? I came from an abusive household, but I'm going to make sure that I create a household that has zero abuse. You know, yes. uh, and and we can do that in every aspect of our nation: racism, mm. prejudice. You know, mm. all these things. You, we can all come to a point and say, you know what? No more. This is wrong. Uh, we, we're not going to, you know, it stops with me. And, yes. and, then, and then we can build a beautiful future. 100%. I agree with you. So, guys, if you are listening today, I am joined by Craig Wilkinson, Wilkinson from Father, Father a Nation. We are just discussing various topics on how men are, um, okay, I don't even want to say much. You should just listen to the whole conversation. So now we are left with a few minutes before we wrap up, but I want to give this time to you, Craig, to just explain where can people find you when they listen to this and they really want to also have that positive impact and also contribute towards this positive impact that you're doing. Where can they find you? How do they contact you? Where are your events? Where can they get the books? Yeah, all of that information. Right. Well, I mean, the website <clears throat> is the source of, of, of everything. It's uh, craigwilko.com, so C-R-A-I-G-W-I-L-K-O.com. That, that has all the resources we have on it. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at the Craig Wilco. Um, and uh, we, we put a lot of stuff out, a lot of videos out there. That'll be growing more and more. And then the, the non-profit organization, Father A Nation, uh, fatheranation.co.za. That's where we do a lot of our, our, our community work. Awesome. Awesome. I hope you guys have listened to this and you should definitely share this episode with anyone you think should listen to this. Um, I think we're going to wrap up. Uh, thank you so much, Craig, for your time. I wish we could have gone because this topic is vast. We can talk about all sorts of things and go for hours, but we have to cut it short. I really, really appreciate your time and may you continuously doing all the great work that you are doing because it, it, it's causing such a big ripple effect. As much as you may not see the, 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 the changes on a daily basis, I guarantee you that it's spreading like a wildfire and hopefully everybody gets to understand that it takes one. Like within yourself, you just have to decide. Absolutely. Well, Gina, thank you so much for having me on and, and keep up your great work too. Thank you. Much appreciated. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay.